This is Debbie Diaz reporting live, introducing our new weekly series called Inside the JJ, the jail journeys of those currently incarcerated awaiting justice. In this series, I'll be phone interviewing those awaiting judgments to determine their freedom and allowing their voices to be heard for their loved ones and friends to know their side of their jail journey. If you or someone you know is actively incarcerated and wants their jail journey to be heard, send us a DM or email us at Live at gmail.com with the subject line, Inside the JJ. And now the jail journey begins. This is Debbie Diaz reporting live. Do you have legal issues and not sure who to ask for help? Or someone you know is in jail facing charges they may not be guilty of? At the law offices of Gary DePuri, they offer a wide range of services related to family law, criminal justice, personal injury lawsuits, real estate litigation, and much more. With legal services available in Hillsborough and surrounding counties, the law offices of Gary DePuri, PA, are dedicated to achieving the best possible outcomes for each client. Call today for your free initial consultation at 813-607-6911. Once again, that's 813-607-6911. Also, ask about their flat-free pricing available. Welcome to the DDRL podcast. It's here, it's live, and it's me. <laughs> me alone on the mic with a vagina in the house and a couple sausages. <laughs> and nothing bad, nothing funny about that one. This is the WD is reporting a live podcast. And we are broadcasting live from the She Shed Shack over here in Apollo Beach, Florida. And how are you? How was your weekend? How was your Sunday football? Did you have any good wins on your team? There was a lot of um, action going on um, from what I watched. I forget which game it was. But a couple, I think one of the quarterbacks got knocked out. I think um, I think that's all I remember. <laughs> but it was a um, very pleasant day of relaxing trying to relax letting the brain relax and just thinking about the upcoming week and getting my thoughts together on my projects that I've been working on a lot of you know things are not set up yet with my podcast as far as um the subscribers and you know they they make you do when you get reach a certain level you know when you're doing a podcast you have to you don't have to but you sign up for you know you get subscriptions you know and that is where you have more content that is available for those that subscribe to your to your network and so I have those set up and well I think I have the finishing touches on them that I'm going to be working on and I also have, there is a support or listener support program as well. So, you know, if you'd like to make a donation to the show, you know, because, you know, we all are scrapping pennies nowadays and to get something going as far as putting all your, you know, everything into a basket and pursuing a passion or pursuing your journey of what you think is your passion, you know, or, you know, just 
just going out there and trying something new and trying something different and being consistent with it is something that is financially draining. So unless you've already had your nine months, you know, of savings for emergency days saved up, which they, that's what the financials recommend. If you have a nine months saved up, you know, for emergency funds, you should be okay if you lose your job. Well, you know, not a lot of us can even put a dollar in our savings. So I don't know about that one, but I wanted to also just bring up the um jj today i wanted to reflect into that book i've had a lot of people message me slide into the dms in regards to the um jj which is nothing like you think i've already talked about this on a few of the episodes but it's the my jail journal i call it the jj and it is a journal that i kept when i was incarcerated in um 2013 in Marion County I was um, incarcerated there and I talk about it here and there on the show I haven't really talked about it in depth but I also the way for me to talk about it I mean because I, I have a shitty memory so I don't even remember you know what I wore yesterday so if anything so I'm gonna I wrote down a uh, journal while I was in there I literally kept track of every single day while I was in there. I don't think I did the first two weeks though, because the first two weeks, I think I was just miserable and slept and just wanted to die, like literally. So um, I just, when, you know, when I came out of my coma, I then started to realize I needed to do something with my time and I started being a little bit more productive in that sense and so I kept a journal of everything I did and what happened in the day what I experienced what I saw what I learned what I didn't want to learn and I wanted to eventually you know make a book out of it or something when I came out which I just had found the journal so I just found the journal not too long ago and it's not really even a journal it's it's pieces of paper that you know are journaled in and I also when I was in there and I was incarcerated for um grand theft auto and also for um grand theft over a a fake Rolex that was um stolen at a party that weekend that I wasn't even at because I was in jail so I got arrested twice that weekend in Marion County and it was just I don't know. I don't even know how that happens. I mean, it's just whatever. Well, I'll discuss all those details of that later. But a lot of you have been asking me more details about um, or wanted more jail journals read about, you know, my experience. And I will get to that. But as far as um, my freestyling habits, I know. I know everybody's jealous that, you know, I can rap. (coughs) White girl rap. (laughs) And you can't. But I always talk about, no, I, I literally have um, this obsession with writing lyrics. I do I have obsessions with writing lyrics. And then I um, think there are these awesome lyrics that, you know, some Eminem rappers are going to come want to buy off me. And then I try to rap them and I can't even read my own writing. And then after, if it's, it's, if it's been a rap or a lyrics that I wrote a while ago and I, tr- I find them and I try to re-rap them, you know, freestyle-wise, I admit that my lyrics are not that great. (laughs) I'm kind of like wondering what the fuck was I on when I wrote this? Because I am just laughing. I'm doing an SMH, like SMH, SMH. Like, I can't believe 
I thought at the time this was actually something to write about. I mean, some of the shit that I wrote is just fucking fucked. It's just fuckery. I mean, it's pathetically embarrassing in, I don't know. <laughs> Cause like, but there is one that I did stand by and one that I have written that I like. It's not really even like a rap. I mean, I don't even know if I put it into a rap category. It's, I mean, you could, but it was more of a, like a poem or um, just some shit I wrote. But it just, it's funny. It's really funny. It's called the Toggle Bell. <laughs> and I've been missing it forever. I couldn't find it. I was looking all over for it and I kept telling everybody about the stupid Taco Bell, you know, lyrics that I wrote. And I wanted to prove myself that I could write something. And the, Taco Bell one was my one, and I couldn't find it for the love of fucking God. So until this, um, the jail journal, jail journal box was found, I just found the Taco Bell lyrics in there. So I'm not going to wrap it, but I am going to like poem, poemize it and let you know what it sounds, what it says. It's, it's actually, I think it would have to be, I think it would have to be just a poem because the Taco Bell is, is short. It's like I started one, but it ends. It's it's more of a, just a funny thing. So, okay. My mind has been racing since the moment we met. Our eyes locked together. How could one forget? I pulled up alone, sat in my ride, waiting to be asked if I want beans on the side. So I moved on head to window number two. There you stood waiting like a lover I once knew. You handed me my food. Does that complete your order? I wanted you to jump in my burrito and run with me to the border. I slowly drove up and smiled with a wink, but soon realized, motherfucker bitch forgot my drink. <laughs> Go on, now that shit's good. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> you can't get lyrics like that from Eminem. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, it's so short though, but you know, I guess... It- I can't make that. It's just a beater lover. It's a beater lover. <laughs> of course, I have the you take care of Taco Bell. <laughs> but yeah, I know, I know. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> but though, that's something I'm going to frame that because I've been looking for that forever. And I just, I don't know, for some reason, there's something about that Taco Bell poem lyrics that I just mean something. But I'm going to start over with the JJ, the um, the jail journal. And it is, it's on thin paper. I mean, they give you only these, I mean, each county or each jail is different, you know, I, I assume. But it's still held no matter what, common denominator. But this is a, they give you the most cheapest paper on earth in there. And, you know, it's like, you could hold it up to the wind and it'll tear. And the pencil or pen that you use to write on is nothing but a, you know, you take a pen and it has the inside of it is a tube with the ink in it. That's all you get is the ink, the tube, and it's, they cut it in half. So take a normal size pen and pull that, you know, tube out of the ink in the middle of it, pull that out and then cut it in half. And that is your pen that you have to use. And you have to get it on commentary too. So you can't just, you know you know, get one, you have to pay for it. Everything in there you have to pay for. And and the luxuries are, you know, they're just there. They're just different. But hey, 
it is what it is. But I opened up the JJ, the jail journal, and first off, I have Inmate Dictionary 2013 in here. And it, um, of course, you know, keep in mind, I'm from Tampa area in Ocala and Marion County and stuff like that are a totally different world in Florida. I mean, it's, it's night and day. So I go from Tampa, which is, you know, big city, you know, tourist land, beach land, everything like that, and go over to the middle of the state, up in the up in the hicks up in the sticks in the hicks <laughs> and it is just a breed of people up there where you think they're all related to each other and the cousins marry the cousins and the sisters you know it's it's literally like that and just i am not throwing huh i'm throwing shade but i mean i mean i am kind of throwing shade but it's my opinion and that's exactly how it is i mean it's all redneck 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 so I did not know a lick of people in that area. I didn't know one fucking person besides the bitch that, you know, that I got in trouble with. And so her and I knew somebody else too, but they weren't in jail. Yeah. So when I went to jail, usually, I mean, I'm not going to brag about this or <laughs> make this. I've heard, you know, if you live in a town, sometimes you run into somebody, you know, inside there, if you're in there for a minute. And that's like, not what happened to me. I, I didn't run into shit. And I wouldn't even run into anybody that knew somebody of somebody of somebody either, because I just did not know this town i didn't know these people i just ended up over there i don't even fucking know how and that's you know i ended up getting arrested in that in that town so um yeah i just kind of had to go in there with a um hope i make my right moves in my chess game so none of these motherfuckers make me their bitch and uh, i need a bodyguard that's basically you know what my game plan was going in i didn't really have a game plan in the beginning i just wanted to fucking sleep and die that was like you know my game plan okay let's get to the basics here so the jail journal um has the inmate dictionary in it that i wrote there's a lot of abbreviations of slang words that you know people like you know how we have lol laugh out loud or smh shaking my head you know things like that that we abbreviate well there's abbreviations as well in the jail that are used amongst the inmates and you know the officers in there so i kept a list of these abbreviations because i didn't know what they were sometimes and so I didn't want to look like I you know didn't know my shit you know and there's so I as soon as I would hear one I would write it down so that I could remember it in case I'm put in a situation where I'm asked one of these abbreviations and then or code abbreviation words and then I don't even know what the fuck it is and then you know so I I have that list right here and I'm just gonna go through a few of them on it's it's not that long but um there's DOC which is Department of Corrections FTA, failure to appear, BOP, violation of probation, um, LEO, law, law enforcement officer, and uh, MCJ, Marion County Jail. That was abbreviations of where I was at. KOP, keep on person. I can't remember what that would be used for. Keep on person. What would that be used for? KOP. So, and then OPP, obviously other people's property. OPP, yeah, you know me. We're down with the OPP. <laughs> For the ladies, OPP means something, right? So um, then I wrote down, there's some drug talk in here. Um, banging, which means shooting up. Um, flashlight scripting, which is illegal usage of doctor's RX pad. 
Um, EOP, each other's pussy or eat our pussy. So that was, um, yeah, that's a nice one. Um, there's ROR, released on recognizance. I can't even say that word. That's, <laughs> that was one time I got that. GTA, Grand Theft Auto, DT, detoxing, SP, suicide prevention, EOS, end of sentence, CO, corrections officer. Um, there was head count, which meant stand up, make bed, get ready like a soldier. <laughs> That's just, I'm just reading exactly what I wrote on here. Um, and more drug talk in here too. Obviously, it's all that I you know you hear most of the time when you're in jail, or at least where I was. Um, blues, which equal or which means Roxy's or oxycodone thirties. Greens are fifteens. I mean, obviously, I have written down this shit because I have heard it so often in there. And then there's the street name for bars is Xanax, obviously, or Sticks. And then there's buses, which is also Xanax. And there, uh, let's see what else I wrote down here. MRF, which is the medical request form. Subs, which is Suboxone stop signs. I don't even know what that means. Um, GT, gain, gain time. And cocaine, they had, they said it was clean, soft, white girl, sand, and Christina. Then we have IWF, which was inmate worker form. SOS, shit on a shingle, which I know what that was. That was food. And indigent, broke, no money. So that is just a little, um, couple abbreviations to use. Oh, wait, wait, there's a couple on the back here. Um, bulldoggin, or bulldaggin. Bulldagon or doggin, which is a female to female relationship. Stud broad, which is a boy slash girl. Femme, which is the girly girl. I'm assuming this is the lesbonic group right here. Um, Keeping bus, which means watching out for a couple in jail. DOC. I'm not sure what that means. H equals brown boy, China white, heroin. Um, fear, fuck everything and run, um, fast, crystal, and go was meth, and then there is the OGG, original, I don't know why that's in there, original gangster grannies, O-O-G, like O-L-E-G's, original gangsta, stud hopper is a whore, swap donkey is a slut, like swamp donkey is a slut. Um, and then there's fam, F-A-M-F, fuck all my enemies. Oh, wait, fame, fuck all my enemies. And then there is um, snitch, of course, undercover police or tattletaler. So, yeah, I know you feel like you just learned something new right there off of that list. I know that was very educational. And if you need a copy of that list, you know, slide into the DMs at WDSPrintLive at gmail.com or on the socials. But um, there is another one in here. So basically the jail journal, I wrote, you know, an insert every single day when I got out of my two weeks slump. And I also wrote letters to people and I wrote letters to people and I made copies of them by rewriting the letter again. So it's not like you can go up to a fucking copy machine in there and make copies. So I wanted to make sure that I knew what I said to people and so they couldn't say things back to me, you know, be like, oh, well, you, with the letter you wrote me, you know, it said this, blah, blah, blah. And like, 
No, it didn't because I made an extra copy by hand of everything that I sent out of that jail because I did not want anything to be used against me in the court of law. So I wrote a letter to this lady, Kathy, on here, and I have no idea what who Kathy is. I don't know where I was sending this to, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with a couple of the inserts and see, I have not reread these at all. So what I'm reading ahead is new to me. I haven't seen this in 10 years and I haven't reread it since then either. So the box was just found. So dear Kathy, how are you? How is school coming along for the school year thus far? I'm, I'm still here in Marion County jail, patiently waiting for God to be finished flooring me with the word and like a sponge I'm soaking it all in as much as possible day by day hour by hour minute by minute I'm amazed by the power of prayer and when you walk with the Lord what great things do happen even in negative situations the phrase stop and smell the roses has a whole new understanding and meaning to me stop and read the word is a life-changing phrase I've learned to appreciate within these cement block walls Romans 10, 9 reads that if thou shall confess with my, I can't even read this. Hold on. Wait, thou, if they, thou, I can't even read the fucking thing. Wait, okay, let me try again. Wait, okay. This is funny. It's funny if it's bad. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Whew, that took me, that was stressful to read. Okay, obviously I was, you know, Bible something right here. So, um, I, okay, let me continue. I've been battling a bad toothache the past week, awaiting to see the dentist to receive some antibiotics for the infection. This place only pulls teeth instead of fixing them, and I'd like to keep my white teeth. But alongside that minor bumps in the road, I wanted to give you an update on my case information here at Marion County. I received an unexpected visit from my lawyer today, and he delivered some good news to me. After 64 days thus far, patiently awaiting trial, dated December 4th, my lawyer informed me that two of my main charges I had were dropped. And a big, huge hallelujah to that. I only have Grand Theft Auto charge pending, and I'm praying hard for that charge to drop prior to the holidays. God is good. Our God is great. God. And then it's, this is on the back side of the paper. Um, I had really good handwriting. I mean, I must say I normally have good handwriting. I must have been really focused. So um, let me continue the letter. I didn't send that's not in the letter. Okay. I wanted to give you a little history behind my story. My name is Deborah Diaz. I am 33 years old. Same age as Jesus when he died on the cross. I'm blonde, green eyes, left-handed. Only one to 2% of the world's population are left-handed. Always in my right mind. Diaz was my married name. I've been divorced for five years, and I think it's longer than that now. And I think it's time I go back to my roots and change my last name back to my maiden, which is it's a Polish name. I'm German and Polish. My two older boys have my family heritage along with their father's Cuban and Italian background. I have three boys all together, Nathan, Connor, and Landon. Landon's father is Italian. I miss all my kids tremendously. I write to all three of them weekly, sometimes more. I send cards. I make handmade art 
and I send that to them as well, along with a letter and to each of their fathers apologizing for my behavior in the past and also forgiving them as well. I've also written many letters to my parents apologizing for my denial of my unstable behavior and my indecisive actions over the last year and asking them for forgiveness. Just recently, I received a letter back from my mother. The handwritten letter had some tough love in it, but at the end of the day, it was a sign that the doors of communication were finally reopened and the relationship rebuilding could begin. And that was like professionally sounding. I haven't I haven't spoke rationally to my parents for almost a year now due to their judgmental ways and always siding with my exes when I was when I was their daughter and I needed them the most. Looking back, I see where com- we're coming from now, but family should never abandon family, especially in rough times. That's true. It's fucking really true. And this is page three. It's, it's almost done. Um, actually, this is the last page. Yeah, so, and this was written October 7th, 2013. So it says, on, wait, what am I here? January 4th, 2013, my middle child's son, my middle child's birthday that evening, I was up late working rent. Oh, wait, this is a totally different letter. I don't even know. This doesn't go along with the other shit that I was just reading. Man, that was some deep stuff, though. It kind of like, I mean, kind of put me like in a mode or, or I don't know. It's like rereading this stuff is like um, not as therapeutic as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's therapeutic, but it's also making me relive some, just in that letter, relive some emotional um, triumphs I had to battle and what I wanted to, um, I guess I tucked it away in a box in my head and I forgot about situation where that last line I just read where it said I said in that letter um where is it at on this side I said I see where they're coming from now but family should never abandon family especially in rough times and that it couldn't be more true than how I feel about them to this day I mean there's been some shit that went down you know after you know not too long ago and they I feel that same emotion just come right back up as it did reading that letter because my family has been um, not supportive at all in anything that, you know, any, anything of my life, really. Um, so I had to make some de- decisions and draw a line in the sand where I stand with that type of, you know, uh, relationship and I chose to not deal with it. So I kind of feel I got a little bit of a confirmation, you know, just reading that last part there that told me that, you know, they weren't there for me back then either. So it's like, what the fuck? You know, so I totally, you know, feel better about the write-off. I mean, I'm just absorbing all this. Maybe I should have reread this before I even, um, I mean, before I even, you know, went on to talk about this because I'm like, oh man, I don't want to talk about all this Jesus shit. <laughs> but I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like against the, the Jesus thing, but it's just, I know when I was in there, I did a lot of Jesus stuff because there was nothing else to fucking do in there. And you know, the only thing you have to look forward to is reading a fucking Bible. And so like, I mean, there's no one there when you were deserted in a jail out of your, out of your like whole area where you live and you're thrown in some redneck hick jail, you know, when you don't know shit, you know, don't know anyone there. 
there's and you can't even fucking make phone calls because the phone calls are long distance and I didn't know anybody's fucking numbers. I mean, who's who remembers anyone's numbers? The only number I know is 911. That's literally the only number I know. I can actually I do remember my ex-husband's number because he still has that same number and it's branded in everybody's head like 727403. No, I'm just kidding. Um I should I should put it out there. I mean, if you want it, let me know. So, I just had no one else to call and I think I did try calling his number once while I was in there because that was the only fucking number I knew and he just hung up on me like a dick would be as he normally is so go fuck yourself Roman so anyway that was the um just I don't know I just had nothing else to really bond with besides inmates that were murderers and shit so you know, you are who you are, but who you surround yourself with. And do I want to be, you know, getting to know all these bitches in there that are nothing but more trouble than, you know, what I was in there for? There are some serious fucking bitches in there. You know, some red suit wearing striped bitches. You know, those ones are the ones that have like really bad crimes. You know, they if you're in red. And so um, I was, my bunk was the bottom bunk and um, temporary. And it was the pod that I was in was a, I was in the regular pod in the beginning and then I went to a trusty pod and so the trusty pod is where you are like um like a good student in a way where you get to privileges like mopping and you get to come out of the pod and go clean garbage cans or some bullshit like that and you want to get over there because they don't take away your um every day you're in there and your your commissary commissary it money on the books that you have there, it gets, like, money gets take $5 a day, it gets taken off of that, if you're not, or something like that, um, I think it was $5, I don't know what it was, I don't remember, but all I know is they rape you of your money, so they, if you have money in the books, which my parents were putting money on my books, and I didn't even know this, so I had, you know, a few hundred bucks in there, and every day that I was not a trustee, then money five dollars got taken out of that so by the time I figured out I had money in there I only had like a couple you know 50 bucks in there left because the jail just keeps ass raping you you know financially so I quickly got over to that trustee program and um that's when they stopped taking the money away because you're considered basically working and so they you know don't take five dollars away from you a day because you're working you know you're scrubbing fucking floors and shit you know it's just disgusting so um yeah I was over there and it's just uh, there's it was kind of like an an octagon shape if you were looking from the sky down it was it was basically like an octagon with you know wings like you know six six three wings for the guys three wings for the girls or something like that I don't remember I maybe it was two octagons I don't know but that's basically the religious of it so um that was an interesting first journal there and um I think I'm gonna screen through them I don't don't know I just don't want I guess maybe I shouldn't this is what I wrote this is what I should say this is what I should be real about real raw and rare and put it out there so I I guess you know I should continue putting it out there and not hesitate you know the second guess it because this is going to turn into a book I am going to put this into the book and I'm going to add more you know into it and it is my experience, and I am telling the truth. And, I mean, even if I don't want to hear the own truth myself, you know, I mean, it's there. I mean, I can't change it. You know, I'm not going to relive it, but 
I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Just let me know. I mean, it's it's just an awkward topic. I know, like, there's a lot of prison talk and jail talk, you know, on the on the socials and everything. And everybody's curious to know what happened, you know, to you on the inside. And I and that was my whole purpose of me talking about this as well was to just put out there my experience of being incarcerated. And I'm finally opening up about it. You know, I have never opened up about it, it to this level at all. I hardly ever bring it up. You know, so this is something that I just feel in my car to hearts that I need to expose and um you know so you can you can hear that you know shit happens to people shit happens to people and I mean I'm I am built from every mistake I made and that's what I stick by and what's what I say so there's you know take me as I am and I'm not perfect so I don't know who is so there isn't anybody perfect out there. So, I mean, if you are afraid to talk about, you know, your incarceration, if you've been in jail, in jail arrested, it's it's okay to not be okay, people. It's okay to not be okay. But it's the judgment of others that I feared. I feared being judged by others because um, I'm already labeled, you know, as this party girl. You know, or maybe I'm not anymore labeled as party girl because, uh, you know, I have slowed down a lot. And it's just a maturity thing as well. And, you know, sometimes you get sick of doing certain things and partying all the time. And when I say partying, I mean, like, you know, always going out somewhere, always on the go, you know, always just, you know, having some drinks at happy hours, tiki bars, you know, stuff like that. Um, just having a good time, actually. So I don't really think there's anything wrong with what I just said. There isn't anything wrong. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just still brainwashed from, you know, a childhood upbringing of, of strict, you know, enforcements all the time. But that is the first um, journal. Actually, it's the second one. <laughs> the, the JJ, the JJ Jail Journal. I can't even say that tongue twister but i hope you like my taco bell i mean i'll do it i'll do some more taco bell if you like it when i, I like it was that motherfucker bitch forgot my drink what so peace out bitches there you have it our first episode of the inside the jj the jail journeys of those actively incarcerated and those awaiting trials and hearings to determine their freedom if you have anybody out there that would like to have their voice and their story heard make sure you send us an email at wdsreportinglive at gmail.com and put on the subject line inside the jj and and your contact information as well we will be having attorneys on the show as well to give their views on this topic as well to see if there's any other justice that we need to know for for everybody to keep in mind this is debbie days reporting live at the ddrl podcast featuring the vaginas